get this thing of ours going. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the one, the only Surviving the Knicks podcast. Give it up, y'all. Give it up. Give it up. Highly esteemed roster. Okay. Highly esteemed. We got my man Wall Street Heck in the building. What's going on? Wall Street. Stop. Play right. some real ball. Anybody oh. that 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 anybody that that says we don't know what we're talking about when we're talking about the Knicks, tell them to get day three. Because I know heck is retired, but if they if they got three, me Ed and coach, coach ready. We don't we we'll stop talking. Local gym. I'm talking on the show. We gym. talk on the show after the show. No more talking. I'm talk. I talk mad shit on the sidelines now. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yo, hey, bless his ass. <laughs> like, go get one bucket. Forget it. It's over for y'all. Don't store, don't, don't. Buckets. That's it, it's buckets. We got my man Ed Dollars in the building. Probably What's up, guys? I got my professional work, work outfit today, you know? Right. I figured I'd class up the show tonight. Oh, okay. A little bit. I hear you. I hear you. Stick, Hello. courtesy of Stitch Fix. Oh, Stitch Fix. <laughs> oh. I've been meaning to do that. We got do the monthly it. one, right? It's the monthly, the monthly get up. They it made me like, me like 10 years younger. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'll, maybe, maybe a future sponsor. Maybe. To you by Making old guys young again. <laughs> <laughs> it lasts 15 years. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I don't know. No piece of clothing that'll do that for you. But whatever. <laughs> There's a surgery in DR for that. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got my man Coach B repping Coach the tonight. Right? Uh, simplicity Balos, you know. That's right. There we go. Like right. level of simplicity. Shout out to the family, man. It's the family. Shout out to the family. And, and and just so y'all know, my man Coach is gonna be at the garden all Monday. All right. When you see me, you know, tag me. That's right. And and if you see him, you see him out. Y'all watching. Holla at him. Coach, I want a layup. I want a free throw. I want a three-point shot. And I want a half court. (laughs) All in order. (laughs) We're going to see. I'm I'm, I'm there for the kids. I'm there with the kids, you know. Oh, shout out to um, to the Avenue's um, girls varsity soccer team, boys varsity soccer team. They both won the championship. Oh, boys won the championship. Girls playing the championship tomorrow. Um, girls varsity volleyball. They're um, going to the state tournament again for like the third year, I think. Shout out. Shout, shout out, out, baby. Shout out to shout the out. You know. All right. So, <laughs> fellas. So, I, you know, Knicks are three and one. Shout out. Shout out to the Knicks. Yeah, Enjoy baby. Yeah, three and one. Enjoy it, definitely enjoy it, because you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Listen, enjoy it, because because the Knicks are real this year. Keep telling people, legit. But but I think we gotta temper the the the, the level of of, of uh, expectations. No, I mean, no, I'm, I'm no hearing, temper. I'm hearing like mm. the Knicks are a powerhouse, and yes, the they are. are. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, yes, they okay. Are. Okay, hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it either way. But I, I feel like the Knicks, the Knicks are good. The Knicks are doing their thing. I feel like they should be four and zero right now. They should have beat Orlando, but you know, Orlando caught them slipping. It was what it was. But then yeah. they turned around and beat, you know, 
I feel like the mark of a good team is they they beat all the bad teams, and then you know yes. you you make your way with with the good teams. Mm-hmm. However, but you you never you never lose to the bad teams, or you know you ninety five percent of the time you beat the bad teams. Yeah. Um, and that and that's what I'm hoping for the Knicks this year. So the last three games, coach, what are your thoughts on the Knicks? Well, let's let's just do the first four. Well, actually, we talked about the first one, so let's do the last three. They went two and one. All right. They lost to Orlando. They beat Orlando. They smacked Orlando. I don't even know how they lost them the second game. And then they they put a, a nice beating on Philly because they deserved it, because they got the nerve to be in the division. So what are your thoughts, Coach? The sec- the first game, you know, piece of cake. We went in there, fired up after a great home win, took care of business. The next game on, like, a day's rest, really, and then including travel, even though it's still on the East Coast, getting on a plane is getting on a plane. So um, Sunday, 7 o'clock game, interesting. Uh, definitely Cole Anthony took advantage of his matchup, you know, like being a younger, quicker guard, you know, uh, he caught fire early from three and that, that helped him a lot, but more so closing, we slept on Terrence Ross, like somebody misread the Scott report. Like they should have known that, you know, he's good to be a microwave scorer. You know, he got 50 points in a game before. So like there was enough reason for us to like want to pay attention to him. So he wouldn't close the game that way. But also I feel like Mitch played too much. Um, in the fourth, and we needed to space the floor a little bit and like run it. Like even though he does crash and grab rebounds, I think we needed um more three point shooting, more floor spacing, especially because we want to um, feature Julius Randle in those closing moments. So if we're not gonna screen and roll, and we're um, or either Julius can spot up, like Mitch doesn't spot up. So you know, so we're gonna have to like space the floor out a little better. And yeah, I think like that was the issue to close that game. And also, you know, fine-tuning the situation because we went into the Sixers game and Kimba got going early, you know, so, like, that should be the plan, you know, like, get Kimba going, and then we'll we'll be able to let Julius Randle finish the games as far as, like, having a better second half or, like, taking less shots in the first half. That way he can focus more in the second half because Julius Randle is, you know, the taller player, you know, so with his length and, like, his skill set, he's going to get more easier baskets than someone like Kim Walker, whether they're trying to get to the basket, you know, against a taller guy or, like, just spying up against longer defenders because everyone in the NBA is, you know, 6'2 or better on the floor most of the time. And Kim is, like, barely six feet. So those things, I think, um, going forward are going to, um, you know, be crucial that Tibbs watches or, like, focuses on. Uh, overall, though, Three and one is a good start. Definitely. Wall Street, what's your thoughts, brother? I thought we looked great. I thought the ball is moving around. Um, You guys seen what's happening with Emmanuel quickly? Like, he started off hot and he hit kind of that wall that that you expect, you know? And um, he's probably going to be dealing with that rule change. But if he can get into a rhythm on the pick-and-roll situations, if they go under, shoot the three... And if uh, they go over, you got to roll it like Obi. You got to roll it like Mitch. So, um, you know, so, I mean, everybody's just so hot. We got quickly. Watch quick. I, I feel like, like I mentioned quickly because he's warming up a little bit. And then, so I think that over the next couple of games, you're going to see him become even more of a factor. 
And um, yeah, that blowout to Philly speaks more uh, to me than the than the loss to Orlando. The loss to Orlando is like Hank said, you know, we're gonna get you're gonna get that 95% of the time against the bad teams. And it's really good to say. I mean, I mean, even including the West. It's like, how many teams can you really say are safe from the Knicks? Nobody wants to play the Knicks right now, I promise you. Nobody wants to play us right now. There's probably teams out there that think they're a little better than, than us, but okay. it's not a night off. It is not a night off. So I don't know how many teams you can name. I watched Denver play last night. I feel like they could get it. I'm sorry. You know, I feel like they could get it. I, I saw Utah. I'm a little bit more worried about Utah. This is how confident I am. I'm looking at teams in the West of it because oh. I know that there's only one team that is really safe. And, and they don't want to come to New York either. They don't, nobody wants to come to New York right now because we got rim defense. RJ is strong. Julius is strong, you know? So I'm really excited. Watch quickly is warming up. Once he gets that second wind, right. he's going to start to, you know, be that quickly that we saw first in the in the league. A lot of times you come in the league, you're hot, you have a couple of moves and the league catches up to you. They start learning how to defend. So you start, you have to add that counter move. And it looks like he's, Adding it, man. Too much excitement. And the ball is moving. And and check out one last thing. One last thing. The points are spread out. That okay. is deadly. When you talk about, when you look at the all-time great teams, the points are spread out. You can't have one guy dropping 30 of them. When you okay. got four or five guys dropping 12 to 15 points, two or three guys in the 20, 22 range, and the assist numbers is up, if you're a Nick fan, you should be very, very excited. It's hard to guard. You can't keep one person. Right. That's yeah, right. Definitely, definitely good. Good take, Wall Street. Like the spiciness. Hey, Gracias. what's going on, my brother? Yo, yeah. <laughs> listen, boys. Uh oh. First, <laughs> yup. Listen, it's been a couple of shows already. I haven't really laid out the stats out for a little bit. Let's I jotted them down this time around. Let's do it. We got four games. And the tide has severely turned. Let me talk Numbers. to you for a second. Numbers. Points. We're averaging 118.8 per game. That's third in the league. Point differential, 9.0. We're fifth in the league. Field goal percentage, 45.5%. Third in the league. Three-point attempts. We are shooting 46, or 46%. We're second in the league. Three-point percentage, 38%. Eighth in the league. Three points made. 17.5, number one in the league. Tell them. Ironically, ironically, defense, defensive rating, 105.3. We're 14th in the league. Defensive rebounds, 37.0, 12th in the league. Steals, 8.5, 12th in the league. I don't know what's happening. Maybe Tibbs got a girlfriend. Maybe there's something in the water. But this team has flipped from this year, from last year to this year. We were like a top five defense in a middling offense. We're a top, this year, we're a top five offense and an average defense, and I love it. I love every second of it. Um, watching the games over the last three games, you know, obviously the Orlando-Orlando game, whenever you have a back-to-back, -back, it's hard to beat uh, the same team twice. You guys mentioned it last time. I was very uh, confident that we would be 4-0, and we still had an opportunity to, to beat Orlando. But that first win was we dominated them in every sense of the word. We came in, we, we, we spanked them at home. And I just think that the Knicks were overconfident in the second game, bottom line. But the true test was yesterday's game, Philly. 
We haven't beat Philly in five years. We haven't beat Philly in 15 games head to head with them. We haven't beat Philly since 2017, man. <laughs> and yesterday, Smash you close your eyes. We were the dominant force. They could not move us. I mean, there was there was a pluses everywhere. There's a couple minuses, but you know, Mitch held his own against Embiid. Mitch looked bulked up. He looked just as big as Embiid. Yeah, and Embiid only scored on free throws for that first half. He got his first uh, make in the second half. RJ was locking everyone up, you know. Uh, Randall was doing what Randall does. Tobias Harris, he's, you know, let's, let's be real. Tobias Harris and Randall are basically the same person. Tobias is a little faster and Randall's a little bit more grittier. But they were kind of holding it on, on their own. But, you know, Derek Rose stole the show. And Kemba in the second half really laid it down with those threes. It was a, a thing to watch. Fournier is just a machine. And now you can see there's a big difference between having Fournier and having the last guy we had last year and a huge difference between having Kemba and, and, and last year's point guard. Um, yesterday's game was balanced. We were spanking them. But the, the real key to yesterday's game was the bench. The bench, man. The bench mob, we, we got to find a name for them. Because yesterday... Our, our starting unit was holding its own. We were slightly ahead. They were up. You know, we were kind of battling them. When the second unit came in, the pace that they operated at, they pushed the pace quickly. OB, Derek Rose, Burks. I mean, one negative is that on out of all these players, the, the person that pops out immediately is OB. OB is the fastest play, player on the court at all times. Yesterday, he only played 12 minutes. When, when Obi's playing like that, you know, Tibbs likes to say, you know, you let the game talk to you. You let the game dictate it. He needs to do the same. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel like, Jeez. you know, sometimes I feel like he has, like, already set, set uh, substitutions. Sometimes you got to break away from that because Obi needs to be averaging, like, 20, 20 minutes a game because he was all over the place. I mean, he really broke it open. Maybe not by points. He only had nine points yesterday, but just moving up and down the court, you know, quickly rose. I mean, that bench mob brought the lead up to 26. And then in the second half, Philly kind of made it respectable with their fake comeback. But, uh, (laughs) you know, the Knicks are legit. You know, know, we could only talk about what we could talk about, right? So we we had four games today. Mm -hmm. We beat the Celtics. We beat Philly, two of the powerhouses that we're supposed to play against. We beat a meandering team that's in the in, in the lottery, and we had a unfortunate back to back with them, and we thought we were too good for our bridges, and we lost. We barely lost. So we're top five offense. We're an average defense. Uh, I can't believe Tibbs is really like he's like a modern coach. He's an old school coach that adopted modern ways, and I'm loving every second of it. I think it's only a matter of time before he finds a way to revert. But, uh... <laughs> maybe like, love it right maybe. now just, just enjoy maybe. it right now just enjoy but it but you know right what now. this also has something to do with Leon Rose it's not a coincidence that these guys have uh, they, they hired an analytics person it's not coincidence that they're the number one in three points made and top top five in three point attempts I mean these guys are talking and they're really getting into Tibbs's ear Tibbs is still trying to get on the defensive he's still being Hard as nails. He's still like yelling at everybody. Still getting texts when they're up by 26. Still playing Randall 35 minutes a game. Still not playing Knox. But on the offense, 
these guys have loosened the reins. So you got to appreciate that. Definitely. So we, we got some, we got some, some, uh, YouTube feedback. And so we got, we got, obviously we got Clearview Daniel. Holla, shout out. Clearview. You know what I'm saying? Clearview don't want no smoke. When you coming out Monday, Clearview. <laughs> you don't want no smoke. Uh, we got Clearview and then we got Canal. Canal, shout out to Canal. Canal said, Monster Mitch needs the max. Do you agree, Ed? Yeah, I do actually. Um, I mean, the max for him is different than what the max is. You know, everyone's kind of saying the max, the max, the max. The max for him, for his, where he came out, is like, what, 48 million bucks? No, that's, his, his max is like 80 something million. No, they're not going to pay me 80 something million. I, I, I don't know. 86 million or something like that. That's the I don't know. I think he definitely. He could get the mid, like, like Steph Curry didn't get the max his first time. He I think they're going to. I think that for New York, they're gonna give him like fifty million over four years, or something like that. Or even if I gave him sixty million, I would do that. You know, in the summer we talked about all this, and we kind of said that forty, forty-five million was like the baseline. I'm de he's definitely above that. But yesterday's game is a good way of like pro of processing what Mitch is. Look at Mitch's body. Look at how he he played against Embiid. Mitch only had seven seven points and six rebounds and one block, but. It was the offensive rebounds. Like he had like four or five offensive rebounds. He kept these pivotal um, possessions alive. And you can tell that he's not quite there yet. Like he doesn't have his win back yet. He's not quite in shape. Right. So, you know, he just faced one of the best players in the league and held his own without really dominating the stat line. So I think, you know, provided he's, he's right mentally, we got to lock him up. I don't know what that means. The max or 80 or so, 90 or 60 so Kano, or 50. Kano we got to make him happy, though. Kano said his max is 53 million for four years. I don't know. I don't know that's if that's what I would actual pay. max, but that's, that's what I would pay. Max, I would give that to him, too. Um, Wall Street. Does do, do the Knicks need Kemba to, need, to, to play all year like he played against Philly? Nah, I think that's one of the beauties of this team is that's what we were talking about before, how the how the points are spread out, you know. So um, you know, he's gonna have his nights where he's a little bit more assist dominant. I mean, you know, does he have to, you know, drop twenty points? He should be hovering around there at an average. Um when we talk about spreading the points around, we mean I don't need you to give me twenty seven points a night but I need you to be solid with the 18 to 21, 22 points. And, um, you know, do we need that, need that? I mean, you know, I don't know that's yet to be seen. Let's see how good Derrick Rose can play. Um, Derrick Rose definitely is is playing the, the, the role that he's supposed to be playing. His three-point percentage is up, and when you get older, you got to be able to shoot the three and you got to be able to distribute. It's not the same MVP Derrick Rose. So that's one thing that I was looking for. So, you know, if Kemba can't give his numbers on a particular night, I'm hoping that Derrick Rose and Emmanuel quickly could pick up the slack. So, you know, that's a good thing that the answer is no. We don't need Kemba every single night. No, we don't. But it's great to have. Awesome. Okay, Coach. So we got the next three games coming up, Coach, right? We got Chicago, New Orleans, and Toronto. And then we got we got on on a, on a podcast name, we got Indiana as well. So it's the next four games. Where do you see the Knicks 
Where do you see the Knicks finishing those four those four games? What's, what do you think their record will be at? Chicago is a tough one, you know, because they're hot. Uh, they got Lonzo Ball, who I felt like we should have went after a little bit harder. Um, again, we got um, guards that, that fit the system. So I'm always at this point in the season, both teams are hot. Julius Randle has a decent matchup. I think like Patrick Williams might be guarding him. You know, he's a tough defender, but like he's still young and he's he's not as physical. So I'm going to run with the Knicks against Chicago. And then uh, Toronto is another interesting one because they got another, they got two solid, um, two, three, and four defenders in Scotty uh, Barnes and OG Ananobi. But um, I'm not going to stay 3-0 because I said 3-0 last time and it didn't turn out in my favor. I'll go 2-1 uh, and one and definitely the Pacers should be a win, especially how we dominated them. 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, the only one that really, you, you guys were accurate. The only one that really, Ed, Ed Dallas said two and two. I was like, damn, like, <laughs> have, have some faith. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about for, the, for, the next, for the next few games. We're going to go. No, um, no, but you and Wall Street picked two and one. Oh. I forget which game you had picked that you they didn't win. I thought it was a three and over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, check oh, the no, tape. I said four and oh. Now I'm gonna have to rewind you, man. Okay, but, I don't know. Definitely don't let that footage the Indiana game is a win, and the Toronto game is a win. So Chicago, that's that's the that's the one that's gonna be the excited one, especially because they're undefeated. Okay, okay. Two highlights. Okay. <laughs> uh Ed, by the way, Clearview says. Um, to Ed, my real excuse is I have my daughters. My fake excuse is I'm still shaking a little in my space boots in his Dr. Evil voice. Wow. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I believe but, that. So, listen, clearly, you got to bring, bring the daughters with you. Okay, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Bring the daughters with you. <laughs> it's New York forever. <laughs> We got juice boxes for them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, fellas, question. Is it, hey, this is a general question. Is it too early to call the Knicks a powerhouse? Okay, I'm, I'm hearing that a lot right now. And I kind of feel like it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's a little premeditated because, I don't know. I, this listen, is man. Listen. Hey, let's start with you, brother. What are your thoughts? I think you're a hater, Hector. <laughs> Just heck. All right? It's never too early to call the Knicks a powerhouse. <laughs> I was calling them a powerhouse last year. You got you to gotta judge these games by the games that have been played. All right? We only played four games, and I just spotted out, like, the stats. We are heavy offensive. We, we, we've changed our, our, our level of play. We've added two good components with Kemba and Fournier. We've unleashed the three. We've, our, 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 our first-year players got better quickly in OB. And now there's, there's a dynamic going on. There's a dichotomy in the way we play with the offense and the defense. I'm sorry, the offense and the bench. The bench is, is going in and pushing the pace. Our bench could be one of the best benches in the league. You can't necessarily say that for certain stats, but that could be possible. 
you know, our bench, we, our point, Derek Rose is conceivably, he could be our best player. And the other guys are just like following suit and they're, they're running and gunning. They're pushing it up. If, if Tibbs can find more time for them, you know, it could be a real problem. Julius Randle, Julius Randle still stung by the fact that he had a bad playoff against uh, the Hawks. And he's trying to show um, the rest of the league that it's no aberration, that he's worth every dollar that he, he paid for. One thing about Julius, um, and not to nitpick in the last four games, you know, one thing about Julius is he still gets a little stuck in his ways with hero ball. You know, he still tries to do a little too much. He still brings up the ball. He still holds the ball. And sometimes when they need a shot, he feels like he has to take it. Tell, let the game tell you what needs to be done. Pass the, pass the ball. Let the other guys bring up the ball. You know, be, be you, but also compliment the other guys. You know, last week I said that RJ is the key, in my opinion. And maybe I have to readjust my, my expectations of RJ. You know, Coach B kept on saying that RJ may not be an offensive threat, an offensive weapon the way we thought he could be, like 20 points per game. Um, just like last year, he's starting off a little slow. I think he's pressing a little bit. I think he wants to show that he is a 20 point scorer and is not quite f falling for him. You know, on defense, the first three games, he was playing fantastic. Yesterday, he was getting burnt a lot. You know, there was a lot of threes in the corner that was kind of like, you know, and he was, that was his man and they were just jacking him up. So I think he's, he's overthinking the game right now. I'm hoping that the next four games, he kind of like calms down. And you know what? Yesterday was a test. Philly was a test. And guess what? The Bulls tomorrow is going to be another test because the Bulls are 4-0. I mean, eventually, if we keep on winning, what are you going to call us? You got to call us something. I like the word powerhouse. Hey, that, that game, by the way, should be on TNT. Hell yeah. Hell of a game. Lonzo Ball, man. I still wish we had him. I think our office would be that much better with, with Lonzo Ball because... It's not like Kemba and Derrick Rose are really breaking down the defense. You know what I'm saying? No. They're doing the same thing that the guys that, that Lonzo basically does, but, but, but shooting it at, like, you know. Coach. Coach B, you don't yeah. like Lonzo? Yeah, yeah. No, no, Lonzo's great. But again, like, the way Tibbs lets you go within his offense, like, it's just not a good fit. Uh, to say we're a powerhouse, like, we made the playoffs last year. Like, we didn't even win. We just made the playoffs. So I think like we gotta make the playoffs and make it to the second round, maybe make it to the conference finals before definitely make it to the conference finals before you say you're a powerhouse. But are they a team that's out? Yes. Are they top three, top five most exciting teams in the league? Yes. Or you know, like that powerhouse, like you know, I reserve that for like you know the defending champs, you know, maybe the Lakers when they're playing good and that other team, you know, that's like down the way. I'm not gonna. <laughs> that team, that team in Brooklyn, that team in Brooklyn. That I don't team even. Brooklyn. That one in three, that one in three team in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they they got the they got the right amount of talent. They was anyway. On back back to back to the Knicks. Knicks. Uh, it's tough because Julius Randle is leading our team in assists currently. Um, like. The way again Tibbs wants to run things, like it, it's just it's easier that way. And unfortunately, you know, for the guards, we don't need them to pass the ball. We really need them to like take advantage of their opportunities and score quickly. You know? And no pun intended, you know, we got three guards that do that. Well, and then you got Fournier, you got Alec Burks. So all these guys that touch the ball and shoot quick, shoot efficiently, you know, shoot with the quick trigger 
and um, RJ kind of falls to the wayside. Uh, having Taj to make this team, having OB play more minutes, like you mentioned, that's what helps keep keep the game fun and keeps this flowing, man. And it it's exciting to watch. But you know that that powerhouse statement, like you got to be like number one in points, you know, like top five in the Swiss, top five in three point percentage, and then maybe we should revisit that. Like, coach, we're number three in points. Nah, we got to be number one. <laughs> you gotta be number, number one, one in three points made especially especially like when like the defense took a, the hit the way it has so far you know yeah we gotta um all across the board offensively so points assists and you know we got the percentages for sort of close we gotta be top five on that end if we're not gonna be a strong defensive team like we were last year okay wall street what's your thoughts brother yeah I'm with I'm with coach, man. We gotta, you know, we gotta taper it down a little bit. We got a lot of reason to be excited, but you know, you don't wanna we gotta go into Milwaukee and beat those guys. We gotta go into Phoenix and beat those guys. Um, I'm excited to see what's going on in Brooklyn. Let me tell you, because of this show, I try to dedicate a lot of time to 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 watching my Nick games. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, seem like anything, but I try to stay real busy, you know, and 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 staying real busy. It's hard to catch a lot of games, but I, uh, I'm making an effort to watch Brooklyn games and not because I'm a Brooklyn fan or I'm interested because I don't see what everybody sees. And you know what? I saw some Brooklyn games and you know what I could tell you? It's very easy to score against these guys. And for all of the great offense, it is very easy to score against. It is way too easy to score against Brooklyn. So if we're not calling the Knicks a powerhouse, then, you know, I wouldn't use anything near that term to describe Brooklyn. At, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, Brooklyn is not a playoff team. Even if they did have a great season, they are not a playoff team. This game is played on the offensive side and on the defensive side. And Ed is pretty good at numbers. Ed, that's 50-50, right? Yeah. Yeah, just make it short. So, yeah. But I think the Nets are going to win the championship. Got to play defense. <laughs> okay. so, so, real quick, so, Canal... His prediction for the next four games, he predicts four and no. Um, he said if if they lose, it'll be due to Chicago, but he feels like New Orleans, Toronto, and Indiana are a win. Um, Daniel, Daniel and Canal said that the Knicks are a powerhouse, with Canal adding that the, the, from the front office to the G League, the Knicks are solid, and that's powerhouse. And Daniel said, in this moment, right now, the Knicks are a powerhouse. So, why not? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Hey, listen. I like it. Why, Plus, why we didn't define like powerhouse. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I mean, you know. It's, <laughs> I like it. It is what it is. So, needless to say, you know, positives and things that the Knicks need to work on. Um, choose, you know, choose one. Don't, don't, you don't got to do both. Choose one. Pick the one that you want to go on, and then we go from there. And let's start with you, Ed. What positive positives or things the Knicks need to work on? What it, which one do you want to go? With? You know, um, I kind of like screamed out the positives and stuff like that. So let's talk about some of the the things that they got to work on. Okay, their assist, man. You know, still I feel like sometimes the offense is still a little clunky. You know, they bail themselves out with a lot of threes now. But the ball's not swinging a lot. There was a preseason game where Julius didn't play. And, you know, my man Kevin Knox played. 
And, uh, and not because Kevin Knox played, but just because no one was kind of dominating the ball, the ball was flying everywhere. And I feel like when Julius is in there and I love Julius, I think he's the right guy for the Knicks. I think he's our, our anchor, our, our, you know, our bucket getter. But again, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like he holds the ball a little too long. He feels like he needs to do everything. You know, he needs to be the distributor. He needs to bring up the ball. He needs to take the last shot. He needs to do everything. And when, when the chips are down, he needs to do, he feels he has to be that guy. And I think that messes up the flow of the offense. And, and also, he, and, and he kind of like, without bullying them, the other players feel the need to pass him the ball, even to the detriment. You know, he'll come out to the three-point line. They'll pass him the ball when he can just kind of fight to get in the post position or something like that. I think they should change that. I think that Tibbs needs to sit down with Julius and be like, hey, Julius, you're our guy, man. You got the money. We're gonna, you're going to get the shots. We're going to make it happen. Let the other guys play. Let the flow of the offense occur without you holding a ball and doing too much. Let, play your role, and your role is the guy that's going to score and do a lot of the other things, but you don't have to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think RJ needs to play a little better, you know? Uh, I still have a lot of faith in RJ. I have a lot of expectations, but I feel like he's letting the new guys kind of overshadow him. You know what I'm saying? And he's kind of forcing things up, as I mentioned earlier. He's still taking a lot of shots. I think he's taking a lot of the wrong shots. Um, I think he may be taking too many threes and not going to the basket enough. He had two beautiful uh, 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 looks at the basket where he drove in with the left hand. He's left-handed, right? He went one with the left and one with the right. He did well. I think last year was a problem for him. He had a, a, a issue finishing shots. I think he needs to continue attacking the rim. You know, RJ's a big guy. He's 6'6", muscular. He's got a Jimmy Jimmy Butler frame. Even, you know, he's a little taller than Jimmy. He's beefed up. He's definitely yeah, he needs to start using that and, and, and start playing a little bully ball from the guard position instead of kind of like sitting back and letting the ball come to him at the three-point line and firing the threes and working his way from the three-point in. He needs to attack, attack, and attack. Um, and I think it, things are loosening up for him. Uh, I think uh, Tibbs is doing well as a coach. You know, I'm shocked too. I do think that Kemba should not be the closing point guard. And I think that Tibbs is kind of realizing that. Um, but all, other than that, those are little, you know, Knicks that I think that they can they could uh, enhance. Okay. Okay. Wall Street. Interesting take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street. What's your, your thoughts? What, what you gonna pick? Positives or things they need to work on? What you got? Oh man, my my mine is a little bit of both. It's one thing that fits that category in both ways is is positives because it's things that we're going to work on. And that's that and, and just touching up on the bench again. Alec Burke and he's he's kind of like he's a pillar. The Alec Burke is doing all the small things. If you really just watch him, he really kind of disappears in the defense, but he's there making things happen. But um the real improvement that's gonna get us that that bench mob status that that status like like Ed said that we need a name for them. Well, they gotta do something first, and you do something, and then you get a name. But um, it's gonna be that quickly OB connection, man. I'm hoping that we see it. I thought that we we're gonna see little glimpses glimpses of it, but quickly could shoot off the dribble, so that's gonna keep the defense up. That's gonna allow OB to slip, and when OB slips, watch out because he's fast and he jumps high. And one more thing about Obi, 
Obi, um, he added a move. He added a, it's a, it's, it's yeah. just a, it's just a bump layup. It's just a, it's a finger roll. So he goes up high, like he's going to dunk. He gets the contact and he jellies the layup. Oh man, it is so sweet. And he added that and it's dangerous because as a defender, you got to watch out because he could dunk on you. So he's able to add that where he can come up with the ball, take the bump and jelly the layup. So, yeah, so so the, the, the thing that we're going to improve on is our positive because we're going to improve there because these are young players and they hungry. So, you know, and I'm going to be looking out for that for the next couple of games. I want to see it happen now. You know, we want everything now. So let, watch out for the quickly OB connection. That could be could be deadly. It could be good for the Knicks. Shout out to Obi too for, for that little handle that he's developed. He's got a little he's, he's got oh, a little move that oh. takes people 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 that that didn't scout that he brought that new dimension. I mean, it, it's not it's not great, but he had nothing last year. Now he's got the little move, and he's caught a couple people. He's caught. I mean, I've seen in the preseason he caught somebody. He caught somebody in the Philly game. You know he didn't make he didn't finish the layup, but again, it, it's a it's development, and he and he's trying to develop into you know. It is what it is, coach. Quick rebuttal to Ed. Um, ah, yes. <laughs> All the smoke. Let's go. RJ cannot attack the basket. Any, any, it's hard for anyone to attack the basket. One, um, because he's not the first option when they hand it off after they bring the ball over half. You know, he's probably like the third person. So he's automatically in the corner to begin with. Second, because if he's sharing the floor with Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson doesn't space it. Like, no one's guarding Mitchell Robinson outside of the paint. So that help defense is always going to be there. So should he get a little stronger and, and find the spot? Sure, but ideally, the driving kick is always there. And, like, he just has to make more of his spot-up opportunities. And I think that'll come as he gets more comfortable with Fournier and Kimball on the floor yeah. end. It's not like having Derrick Rose on the floor for the majority of those minutes where they, you know, they got the continuity. So, you know, like building that chemistry is going to be important. And, um, yeah, Julius Randle, Mr. Jump Pass, like he's leading the team in points. He's leading the points, rebounds, and assists. So, you like, said Mr. Jump Pass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know. That, uh, that could be his sneaker. That could yeah. be his sneaker, the Jump Pass. Jump Pass. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, if he does what Ed says, you know, and Coach Tibbs is watching, like, they either take him off the floor a little bit, you know, so everyone else can touch the ball, or, you know, he's a little bit more patient where, like, I, I don't got to do nothing in this, this possession, you know. I don't have to have an actual impact on the ball in this possession because they got they got guys that's been stars in the league. Kimba has been a star. Derrick Rose has been a star. So it's like, you know, um, Fournier has been a featured player. So, like, they know how to get, you know, opportunities not just for themselves but for the other guys on the floor because they've been the primary ball handler. They've been the primary option on their teams, whether it be for a night, for six months. But they all have that experience. So, Julius Randle, chill out just a little bit. But um, on the positive side, it's like uh, – it's crazy to think that we traded, like, offense for defense in a sense. Because the defense didn't go all the way to the bottom. Offense was in the bottom last year, and like the defense didn't go all the way to the bottom. But we still kind of traded a little bit, and um, to be top three in scoring at this point in the um in the season is pot. You know, it's a great positive, and we have no business of slowing down as long as people continue to build that you know that chemistry together, and you know, and get more comfortable with one another, and being able to find RJ so he can shoot forty percent like he did last year. Like 
there's no reason that he doesn't shoot shoot that same potential again once everyone gets comfortable. Uh, his total his total points, um, I'm not worried about because he is tasked with the assignment of guarding the best player. But um, to piggyback what these guys said, man, Obi's the he, he's he's that that piece. He needs 20 minutes or so, 20 minutes plus. He um he has a lot of glue guy intangibles. You know, he runs the floor well. He gets those quick baskets. You know, he's able to finish through contact. He's gonna catch and shoot every now and again. So like all those intangibles like require him to play um Julius some of Julius Randle's minutes just because it's gonna the offense is gonna flow easier and a lot of things just go better when he's on the floor. That that lob man, it's it's the easiest thing when when um, Obi catches that lob and it's like who doesn't want those easy baskets on a consistent basis? And then you know when the game starts to crack down, you know it starts to get a little difficult. Julius Randle, whether you're prepared or not, like you get back in there. I don't want to hear, oh, I'm cold because I've been sitting on the bench for a long time. You're a professional, man. When you get in the, get on the floor, you handle your business. Like, especially coming off the bench with the fresh legs, like, yo, I've been sitting for a while, you know, like I'm energized. Okay, boom, go to the basket. Okay, hit your quick, hit a quick shot. Like you don't have dead legs. You can um continue to rebound as hard as you can. Like, definitely pulling back on from Julius Randle to let everybody else do their thing. Is is key, but being being top three in scoring, man, that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Yo, one other thing that that I noticed out of all these games is um, the crowd. The New York, you know, last year, like looking at these games without a crowd, like this year, the crowd's been amazing. Kemba, Kemba, Kemba's personality, like his smile. He, he, to me, he's one of those guys that wears uh, Timberland uh, uh, boots the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you know, he's a New Yorker with the, the hat, the hat slanted to the corner. And Obi, Obi's personality. Every time he goes up for a, a shot or a dunk, huge smile. Those are the things that enamor fans, man. Like, this is uh, turning out to be a special season, not just because of the the play on the court, but the actual players on the team. Oh, definitely, definitely. So just to definitely. So Daniel definitely agreed. He, he basically echoed what you guys said in terms of Randall handling the ball less. Um, he said Obi definitely worked on his game and upgraded his confidence. Here's something that he said for the next four games that I don't know how y'all gonna feel about this. <laughs> but uh, he said that. He hates to admit it, but the, the Bulls that the Bulls and the Pacers are gonna hand the Knicks elves. That, oh, the, that the next four games, uh the, the Knicks are gonna oh go my. two and two. <laughs> this is how Duarte playing heavy minutes. Like he's a rookie. He don't got nothing on yeah. anybody. That's like the guy, that's the guy we should have got shout, instead of shout, Grimes. Shout, we shout out shout out to Dominicans. Shout out to Duarte. the Duarte. league. Here we go. He's nice. Dominicano. He's nice. He's good. That's the guy who we should have talked about. You don't want Grimes and Grimes don't play. And then we think in the game, he made his first shot. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, but Duarte is 6'7". You know, he's a 20-point scorer. The Pacers do a great job of of, of getting they – get, they get the worst draft positions. You know what I'm saying? They always get like those – Because they win. Because they, they win. And they always pick the diamonds in the rough all, all the time. I think why. But you know what the Knicks should have did? They should have traded Mitchell Robinson and they should have got LaMelo Ball when they had the chance. You got to hang that story up too, yes. man. Nice. Catch, man. You see LaMelo Ball? I'm sorry. They should have traded. You see LaMelo Ball this year. Shut up. Shut up, man. 
You see the metal ball this year? You just said you'll give Mitch oh, Marner. Oh, I guess. Come on now. I said, yeah, no, but there's I a difference the between giving Mitch fifty million give and giving Lamelo like Ball two hundred and fifty million. Lamelo Ball is going to get two hundred and fifty million when it's it's his time. He's not even staying in Charlotte. Charlotte, <laughs> got, him. Charlotte, Charlotte got him on a loan. Let me keep it buck. Don't worry about it. He'll be a Nick by by the time it's all over. <laughs> oh no! Seriously, I don't know. Listen, man, I don't know. Lamelo Ball is looking. He he's he's ball, he's balling. Um. Moving on to, to, to NBA news. Um, I'm hoping you guys have been reading the, the, I, I, you know, the, the NBA as a whole right now because there's a lot going on. Um, ben Simmons it checked into therapy and then he came back to practice. I'm not sure what they're doing with him. The Lakers are off to a slow start. Um, the the, the, the Russell Westbrook experiment isn't kind of working but it's like eh. um, it only works when LeBron's not playing yeah ding, 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 ding. yeah true very true um there's a lot going on so fellas is there are there any stories that you guys want to address in particular you guys you, any one of you guys can go first I believe oh. that <laughs> the Lakers <clears throat> too talented of a team to like let this band of like six Hall of Famers or so, like just like break up before the season's over. If everyone just got in the gym and just put shots up, like yo, we don't need to run no plays, we don't need to go need to go over any offense. AD, get back on the floor, man. You always hurt. Or like if everyone <laughs> worked on catching and shooting the way Melo plays, like it'll save them so much time. Like yeah, uh, Dwight and DeAndre Jordan can't be on the floor together. That makes sense. But um, yeah, Russ got to just take a couple more jump shots, you know, like be patient because the game is going to flow so natural for them because one on one, they could beat anybody, you know, even if they are step slower because maybe they're a little older, they can still get by their guy one on one. So at that point, it's just about not being so being um, being comfortable, not dominating the ball. You know, again, you guys can still catch lives, you know, you can still slip screens and get easy layups that way. It like it has nothing to do with like running the offense at this point. It's all about changing, I guess, their twenty years of dominating the ball and becoming more so of a slasher. Like they like Russ played the two in college. You know, this should this should be more of a natural thing for him. But coming into the league and playing so long with the ball in his hand, you know, it's, I guess it's a tough adjustment. But he he should be able to make it. And um, the way he plays on defense, like that's what that's really what's going to keep him in games long term. You know, like. Him and LeBron playing defense when it matters most will will stop most teams in the league. And shout out to Melo, man. Twenty eight points was fun. Shout out to Melo. Past Moses. So maybe maybe Russ should come off the bench, or like they should severely stagger LeBron and Russ. LeBron said he wanted Russ to be Russ, but LeBron still wants to be LeBron. LeBron is their pseudo point guard. He always wants the ball in his hands. The only way it's gonna work is Russ starts, comes out when it's like eight minutes left in the first quarter and then let LeBron cook. And then LeBron comes out, then Russ comes in. So he becomes a de facto point guard on a staggered basis or straight up have him come off the bench. And yesterday they played somebody in AD. What? Yeah. Although the defense, their defense was terrible, but AD and Russ went off. You know, Russ was the reason why they won. So can it work? Yes, I definitely think it could work. And I, I, I foresee them in the Western Conference Finals, and I can see them in the finals, but it's going to be a lot of bumps and, and bruises all, along the way. 
Shout out to Rondo, man. Never. <laughs> Golden State four and zero. Are they legit? The Bulls four and zero. Are they legit? <laughs> Zach. Well, Wall Street, what you got? Uh, I, I had a, a little question, right? Um, did Ben Simmons just get paid by doing all of this stuff because he got off the court and Philly looks bad? So yeah, uh, yeah, he did. I think Ben Simmons <laughs> just got paid. You know, so yeah, the first um, year. Well, there's, there's said, two ways to increase your value, right? There's one way is to be on the court and to show people you can play. Another way is to be off the court and show how good you are because how bad your team is. So Philly looks a little disjointed. Well, they did they did build the team to his strengths. Or at least that's why they got rid of Jimmy Butler, because they felt like they needed the ball more in Ben Simmons' hand. And that was a move that Embiid was strongly against. He was like, why get why keep Tobias Harris when Jimmy Butler was the one that was carrying us through the playoffs? And so, I mean. Is a move that came that kind of came back to bite them, essentially, because you gave up Jimmy Buckets, who was down to stay in Philly, even though he was even saying, yo, it's weird over here. And he didn't want to call out Ben Simmons like he did Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? He 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 stayed low-key. It was like, yo, there's weird stuff going on here, but you know, I'm down to stay. And look what happened. You know, Philly looks Weird, they look disjointed because the guy that was supposed to be the focal point of their offense is not there. So now they're, they're trying to reorganize and reshuffle. And Embiid, you know, like, they're not built around Embiid. They're built around, you know, if you're built around Embiid, what are you going to do? Get shooters, right? You're going to spread the floor so he cooks inside because there's no one can stop them inside at all. But what they do, they got they got bodies, and now he's got he's to be the spacer, which is... Insane, which which is why Shaq has an aneurysm every time he watches a Philly 76 a game because he is probably the most dominant force inside in the NBA outside of Jokic, and he's forced to shoot 17, 18 feet out. Shout <laughs> out to crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word. It's, it's crazy. So I don't know. But personally, I'd rather talk about um the other ball brother in Chicago, shout out to him. He has, I mean, he's done great. Okay, he's not scoring the points, but he is running that offense to perfection. Zach Levine is, is, is enjoying one of his fat best starts ever because he's got a guy and he can play off the ball. And this is, yeah, you know, so he's great. playing off the ball and he's just like, yo, you know, you got, you, 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 you create the offense, you do what you got to do, and everybody's just revolving around that. And it is beautiful. I want, you know who I feel bad for out of that? Kobe White. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's odd man out. <laughs> he got to play two guard. But, he, but he's probably more of a two guard. He's, he's that good player. You know why I never liked Kobe White? <laughs> when in the draft, his teammate, Cam Johnson, was drafted number 13, and Kobe was like, he got drafted what? And Cam Johnson now, as a pro, is a better player than Kobe White. No, nah, but you know said excitement. You think he, he was faking the excitement? No, nah, he, he was, was excited faking. for him. He was excited was he? for him. Yeah, was he, was he excited, excited for him? He doubted. He was like, "What? That's crazy." Nah, he didn't say it like that. He said, yes, he did. Check, he the "Check the tape. Check the tape. Check the tape." I'm pretty sure he, you know, 
<laughs> cool. Yo, yo, back to your Blonzo point. You know, I, I was hearing another podcast and one of the, and, and the, there was a, a Bulls beat writer that was, was talking about Lonzo. And he originally thought that Lonzo wouldn't fit well because of the way he plays his offense. But he totally neglected the fact that Lonzo is a defensive point guard. You know, yes. he 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 plays he plays and these the best position on the, on the, on the court and big small doesn't matter what the size is, and that defensive presence is is is, is shattering. You know, the Bulls are a top five defensive team this year, which is amazing because really? they got the Rosen. Really, and that's why they're falling over because they're not averaging that many points. No. Their points aren't killing it. Is yeah, they're their, it up. their defensive rating is killing it. So that's attributable to Lonzo right there. And he's still shooting like close to 40%. He's, he's, he's averaging like six, six uh, assists a game. And he's, he's averaging 14, 15 points a game. And he has a connection with Zach Levine. Zach is, is, is likes him. Um, and he kind of breaks up the, the Rosen Zach dynamic. So, mm. you know, shout out to Lonzo. Always liked him. Um, I think I think it's fantastic, man. Yeah, it's a credit to player development and being being patient because he. he but he wasn't patient. Much. He moved around a lot. He he, he, was, he, he, he wasn't moved. He he was moved. He didn't move. Oh, he like, was he was off the ball like. Uh, L.A. Oh man, whole LeBron. L.A. gave up on him. Yeah, that was a LeBron move. That was LeBron. And he like, got to the Pelicans where like they want him to play off the ball, and like he spotted up most of the time and. Yeah. Um, when he was out there. That wasn't like, he fixed that jump shot, which is amazing. Remember, it was like a crooked, you know, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he fixed it. He got his opportunity, you know, to run the show again the way, you know, kind of kind of the way LaMelo does it. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very great, great IQ, great vision from the two ball brothers. Yo, I got one. I got one. What's going on with James Harden, man? James is <laughs> not looking so good. He is the most overrated MVP of all time. Wow. I don't know. Hey, absolutely. You always be you're absolutely come on, man. Listen, he might, listen, he's a he's a he's, listen, he's a regular season, he's a regular season player. Listen, the rule, the rule, the thing that got him MVP, they just removed that from the NBA. If you if you the 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 pump fake that got him to the line, those extra free throws, they just took that out. It's over for him. This dude. Hangs Yo, out with strip clubs and eats on. chicken wings, and he looks like it. He looks, <laughs> he looks on, like it. Hold on, hold on, man. Like, how hard is it, you know, to like take twenty-eight shots per game, be a team's only scoring option, and still get thirty? Like, it's only, only a coach. Only, only he he did a lot of that. He did a lot of that nonsense under under Dan Tony, right? I can't even. Yeah. It, it, a lot what of this nonsense was only only Dan Tony would allow something. Everyone is still game planning for this man, right? Like, yo, this is the guy, this is the person on the team we need to stop. And nobody did it. Like his, listen, his MVP, listen, his MVP season was historic. Absolutely. 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 But check this out. Can you name Michael? Right? Listen, the only player, the only player to no. give every team in the <laughs> The only player to give every team in a single season 30. Like that, All like right. that speaks right. for itself. Can well, you like, name? Can you name another MVP that can hang his hat on being great at one aspect of the game? Can you tell me three things what, that James what, Harden what, what, is Nash? absolutely great? Steve Nash. What Steve Nash did? Steve Nash. Steve Nash is a Steve Nash is an all-time assist leader. Yo, Steve. He did that. 
James Harden. James Harden. James Harden got his. He have no. I think he has like eleven assists in MVP season. Yeah, he have eight or eleven. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he got he. Listen, his efficiency is crazy. What happened? The overrated you, MVP part. Would you take? You know, would you take? No, you got one shot. You got one shot left. You got one shot left, right? Mm. And you got Kawhi Leonard is on offense. Can you name one one person that you would take after James Harden to be guarding that on the list of MVPs? If Wait, you got one shot left, let me rephrase that. When you think of all the MVPs, defensively, he's easily the worst. I mean, okay, you're going to call Steve Nash. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Come Hey, listen. All right, listen, coach, coach, listen. This statement, this statement, we might call it a hot take, but listen, it's going to age well because Brooklyn has an entire season to play and, and, and James Harden is going to be playing alongside one of the greatest scorers of all time. And it's going to be a dud. Clip this. Clip I will this. tell you this. I will tell you this. Um, James used to average 34 points a game two years ago. It's like all time. And right now he's averaging 17 points a game. Last year he averaged 24 and the year before that, 24. Yeah. Uh, he's 32 and 33. Is it possible that age has creep, creeped up on him? And, you know, shooting guards of his size break down a little faster than other, other, other types of players. You know what I'm saying? So, Hey, I you know I want the Nets to win. I want New York to have a championship, and I and I want KD and and James to have a a, a ring. I'm not a Nets fan. I'm a Knicks fan, but I you know I want New York to to win oh, something. I want the parade. I don't want them to win. I want, want the parade. parade. But he's averaging 17 yeah. points a game. His PER is 15, which is basically average, and he yeah. dropped from a 30 PER to a 15 in a matter of two years. That's just strange. It's like. Is he hurt? Is he usage, out of shape? Usage rate, man. His usage is down. Uh, More importantly, it's not that down, though. It's not that down. Let's go back to the I think it might be mentally. Early on I think it, honestly, though, I think it might be mentally. He has no I'm looking at the game. Let's think about early he doesn't, look, he doesn't look like he like he's it's evolved. Good. Like he, He's looking like he's just going through the motion. He might be working himself back into shape. We don't know. Maybe he's not happy. He could be interested, but... When he was on the floor with Russell Westbrook and KD, who was really like the more facilitator, you know, the more he was. The obvious he was. Exactly. was he a six we're, man? We're, talking we're talking about today, man. So we're not talking about this. We're talking about today. So his IQ has. Let me finish my point. His IQ has always been solid, right? Yeah, even even yeah. on playing on those mad yeah. um, Rockets teams, you know, and and taking those million step backs, you know, because he felt like he had to shoot. He just needs some time, you know, to fit back into the coach. Sport. Coach, you ever sit? You ever sit down? You ever sit your kids down and say, "Hey, kids, we're gonna work on this step back where, where uh, if, if the defense comes anywhere near you, you Never. splatter yourself on the floor like a pancake and hope the ref gives you a Never. Never. That's why he don't practice that. He don't. He don't do it as much now. Why? Because he got he got uh, another high level score with him. He got yo, a high level. Yo, Wall oh, Street's on fire yeah. right now. Yeah, he, <laughs> he said, "You have a you have a teacher, kids. You can do a step back. You got something to smack their face on the floor when the ref when the ref hears it. He blows the whistle. It's automatic." That, that's the smoke screen, man. That's the smoke screen. Smoke like, yo, I, I hope it's not aged though. I hope. I hope he. I hope his body maintains so he can like increase his efficiency. Yeah, hey, hey, can I tell you one more thing? Can I just say one more thing? Every weekend, this guy is out there with little baby and little Tajay and little, little something, and he's in the strip club. You know what? You know when Shaq says barbecue chicken? 
this dude is actually eating barbecue chicken <laughs> in the strip clubs. <laughs> and it shows. No. I can't wait. Right, listen. listen. No. Fellas. Fellas. I can't wait. Fellas. This was awesome. Yo. Yo, Wall Street. <laughs> yo, you, you out of control right now. So, fellas, this is a quick, quick note. Um, Daniel said um, the three point files change took away Harden's talent faster than Space Jam took Barkley's talent. And then Daniel agreed with Ed. He said, Word, it's very possible that age is starting to catch up. Looks like he's having a tough time staying in shape as well. So he might have been agreeing with both Wall Street and Ed at the same time. But needless to say, I hope it's not that. It's early. It's only three, four games. You got to let the season breathe. Wall Street, you are crazy for that. You ever teach your kids to step back? And if they can't got nothing. Splatter on the floor. Splatter on the floor. (laughs) Yo, I'm going to have them message you, man. Yo, give me a message. (laughs) They're all going to message you. Yo, fellas, this has been a great show. I want to shout out. I want to shout out Daniel. For, for you know, from 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 taking advantage, from being a part of the show via the internet, I want to thank Kanal for his insight into you know what the Knicks need and whether they're a powerhouse. Um, I want to thank my brothers, Wall Street Heck, Ed Dollars, and Coach B for a great show. We want to thank oh, Just Heck for making you know it happen. I yes. oh, appreciate y'all, yo. Th- th- this hard to take. I think this is going to be a clip by itself. They're super uh, productive, man. <laughs> it's, yo, it's crazy. <laughs> With a straight face, too. Yo, coach, you can't be laying Wall Street disrespectful. I like Harden's game. But yeah, it's still the home team over here. This, you see this, the background. You see the background. <laughs> got you, got you. You know what I'm saying, fellas? Great show. You know what I'm saying? Check us out. Yo. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. Click that bell for the subscribe button. Um, we appreciate y'all for watching. Um, yo, man, take care. Be safe out there. Have a great night. And and Hi, boys, follow follow Love these guys, man. Follow uh, these guys. Uh, follow uh, these guys. Knicks. Follow these guys. Yeah, so true. New York forever. Survive the next game. That's right. New York forever. Go New York, go New York, go.